Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed Podcast Show. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. Hello and good evening, people. This is the Ramsey in the hot seat for another episode of the Hadrick and Ramsey on these podcast. So it's all been happening in the news, I must say. It's all go. Now we're going to talk about Mr. Al Murray. Al Murray, is this is a rumour going about, about that the BBC maybe have funded his campaign for the election just to deliberately... Excuse me. I was getting to... just had a bit of a... I was... It's, Ten, just gone 10 o'clock at night in Edinburgh in Scotland, UK, just in case you're around the world listening to this or wherever you might be. <clears throat> I felt a bit peckish as I have a, a bit of bread with j- butter and jam on it. I'm starting to get indigestion as well. Not ideal, bad time to start, just to start getting indigestion. You're ready to do a podcast as you, just, as you do. I'm sure you want to know that. But I have, a, I have a cup of green tea. I like my green tea. Great. Just to... Uh, keep the vocal cords uh, going so I don't, uh, yeah, lose my voice, which may not be a bad thing, if you know what I mean. Uh, right, get to the point. Still the stories. Got potentially, the BBC might have actually have secretly funded Al Murray's attack on Nigel Farage. So basically, the reason why he stood for the Thanet um, seat, the area, it was basically just to take votes of Nigel Farage, because the BBC are just biased. Um... So you just, well, we'll talk a bit more about that, I'll read what it's saying. Um, it's recently, you know, where it's, you've, uh, this is, wow, I'll tell you something, I'm going to say this is probably with the help or the, the sort of tweeting and support of the, it's a say, campaign of John Gaunt, his podcast. He has been talking, uh, tweeting Keith Vaz regarding the Lord Janner which is decision. So basically, the CPS decision, which have not, um, basically they, they said they wouldn't prosecute Lord Janner because he said he has dementia, but on this case that they're thinking of reviewing it because obviously due to the fact this guy would be he's, um, pretty well he is eighty six, but you know he could have early signs of dementia, but he was able to sign his own. Uh, Obviously, sign his home and a lot over to his kids, and also sign uh, stuff in recently in the House of Lords. Uh, but he also keeping his seat and getting money. So obviously, we'll be all coming to that in a second. Uh, it's been recently thinking on the news that, um, basically, in the news that the Boston bomber is going to be got the death penalty. He's going to be getting the Saddam shuffle. So he will be uh, he'll be getting killed basically, and so put to death, which is quite right because he basically uh, serves him right, and I think yes. Um, I'll, I'll touch on that subject shortly on this brief this podcast. Um, oh, excuse me a second. One of these do a podcast at night, and you just feel the effects because you need to go to your bed as I invite you. Oh no, no. 
problems. That doesn't always help because I, I do something to get. You ever, people get migraines. You ever suffer from migraines? Those who migraine sufferers are head, bad headaches and things. I tend to get sinus headaches from me personally. When I get one, I'm popping paracetamol, ibuprofen, galore just to get rid of the damn thing. When I get rid of it, it goes. I just feel a bit jaded and knackered, but I get the most. Like a blinking appetite. It's, oh man. You just want to eat because you just you feel it just affects you feel hungry it's when you, it's crazy, but um, I don't. Do you feel that? Do you feel that when you have a migraine you get it goes you just have this um, you get an appetite you just want to eat? Um, email us email us at Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed. Uh, so Hatrick and Ramsey at gmail dot com. This proves I'm not quite with it this evening. Let's do a podcast when you're not with it. Uh, probably not with it anyway. But uh, you know you know what I mean. Uh, and no, I haven't been drinking. Yeah, just green tea. That's about it. That's as hard as I get. <laughs> green tea. Oh. Right. Uh, let's simply go to, which has been, I actually was, we were t- was tweeting Al Murray because I was stayed, standing up for John Gaunt to say, um, but obviously because John Gaunt at the time happened to challenge this guy for a an interview, uh, a debate on his podcast, and he refused. We kind of kept uh, kind of tweeting him. We weren't quite trolling him, I suppose, but we're just always winding up a little bit and saying, hey, uh, I was calling him a bit of a pussy. <laughs> so, uh, and basically, <laughs> um, he blocked, he ended up blocking John God and blocking myself. So, um, and I probably have a few others, but somebody else recently said, um, was his uh, campaign funded by the BBC? And he simply blocked the person as well. So I'm going to read a bit. This is on the Knight Templar International. So obviously uh, a bit of a magazine. So I'm going to read the story on here to say that how the BBC secretly funded Al Murray's attack on Nigel Farage. Now, you probably, a lot of people are probably, yeah, great, he's attacking Nigel Farage. People don't, read him. don't like Nigel Farage and you, you want to, you guys out there are anti-UKIP. Um... To be honest with you, whatever you think of Nigel Farage, I suppose that's one way, that's your opinion. Uh, for me personally, I'd probably say I think he's actually quite a decent guy, actually. I haven't met him, but, uh, but he's the kind of guy, listen, there's nothing wrong with people who stand for what they believe in. Now, he stands for what he believes in, he's committed, he's actually, a, he's quite a, light, quite a character, actually, when you, when you see him on telly, and he stands for what he believes in. Um, he's probably a bit of a breath, breath of fresh air, in some ways, a form to the political scene, because it's certainly been a bit boring and stale with the usual... Uh, things that are going on, it's maybe livening things up, and it's also livening things up ever since the referendum from last year. And certainly Nicola Sturgeon's livening things up as well. Uh, so it's all kind of. But you listen to me, Jimmy Cranky, Nicola Sturgeon being interviewed, it's the same. Oh, Jenkins, she just it's like she's got this same script, she just tweaks it every now and then and just reads it. She just sounds all monotone and the same. It's like, really? Flipping egg. Change the record, Sturgeon, please. I know I'm. Uh, but and you've also had this recently, this petition that twenty odd thousand people have signed on the north of Crumbs and this uh the north of um what's the word? Um uh, Crumbs, what was I trying to say? Um yeah the north of England wanted to um what uh wanted to join Scotland and simply lower the border, that kind of thing. So it's all quite uh, simply uh, take us with you. So it's, it's all a bit kind of randomly going on at the moment, to say the least. So um, it's a bit crazy. But um, phone, my phone went going off again. Like I did a t- podcast last time, my phone went off. 
and uh, uh, text message. But uh, yes, it's all kind of weird how things are going. It's whether you like Farage or not. It's kind of it's obviously a difference of opinion. It's simply say the story here is uh, basically. Um, let's just read the story here that the BBC was first major news outlet to start promoting UKIP, putting Nigel Farage on question time more than any other politician as the way, f uh, the way first of blocking the literal rise of the BNP. So obviously, well, they shot themselves in the foot in that sense. BNP did eventually uh, become defunct. Um, more recently, in the blatant attempt to split the conversation vote from and let Ed Miliband into Downing Street. When UKIP started eating into the Labour vote in North England, uh, the BBC suddenly ch uh, changed tactics. Mr Farage ceased to be a regular guest on Question Time. Any questions uh, of various comedy shows and instead became the target of a variety of attacks. The most eye-catching was from pub landlord comedian Al Murray, who uh, announced his intention to stand for the spoof UKIP-style candidate on Farage's South Thanet constituency. Murray even chose... An upside, an upside down pound sign as his party logo. Um, now it emerged that uh, Murray's party was set up completely with the conv uh, conv uh, convenience and the funds. Uh, sort of that's a misspell, but maybe um, convenience or something or convenience and funds um, of a TV production company with the close ties to the taxpayer funded BBC. The company who made a television programme about the campaign has went out on election night uh, was Avalon Entertainment through the subsidiary Liberty Bell Productions on the official return for the real life campaign that Murray waged. He is listed as party leader but his campaign officer was Tris Cotterill um, who is Avalon's head of digital and the treasurer um, was Chris Scott Avalon's head of marketing. Avalon are now are also Murray's showbiz agents. The programme was eventually commissioned by UK TV, which owns Clutch and television channels on Freeview. Um, it went out uh, on their entertainment channel, Dave, who owns UK, UK TV. Well, the 50% shareholders, maybe they've guessed that it is it is the BBC. So, uh, so put, another, put it another way, the BBC commissioned a programme that centred on what has projected as a real politi political campaign, except that it was a fat political publicity stunt dreamed up by Avalon. Its supposed purpose was to undermine the heap, the odium on the Farage campaign on a highly co uh, contested and deadly serious political process and was help, uh, helped help would pay... Uh, for his grotesque interference by the BBC in the democratic election. Thanks to the BBC real life left winger, uh, Murray had enough clout to draw the pub full political press back down the Thanet for at least two major photo calls. Uh, so basically, I think the simple fact is it was a publicity stunt. Whether it's true or not, we don't know. Uh, can't just say it's true and say it was, but it's obviously it's allegations, it's rumoured that but basically, but no doubt, no doubt the BBC, well, they're just as biased as anybody biased as a, a referee, uh, 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 well, I won't say that, maybe not, I don't want to incite football violence or hatred on the podcast, um, but uh, anyway, BBC are biased, they're the Bloating Broadcasting Corporation, simple fact that they um, have, yeah, so I think they've, I think there's a cover-up there going on and uh, there's a reason why they did it, and I think it was a publicity stunt for his shows as well, so... 
in my opinion, yeah, I think it was. But it could be wrong, and I think, well, if it is, if I'm wrong, if you disagree, and maybe you think the way it was done was right because you're anti-Farage, uh, email us at hattrickandramsey at gmail.com. Give us your opinion. Tweet us at hattrickandramsey. Uh, we're there. Feel free. It'd be great to hear your viewpoints. Uh, because, it, are you, as you say, are you against, with me or are you against me on, our, on my views? Simple fact. So, um, there's also a t- touch up on the story that uh, the other day it was on basically a street name. <laughs> it was very bizarre. I can still got it up. There was a street name called Bang Gaze Way. Now, obviously, the whole point of this street is the same. It was named after a parish clerk. Uh, in the city, it was originally Bangay, but no S, and um, so obviously the street is now called Bangay's Way, and simple fact is a gay couple simply came along and said, um, a gay couple came along and said it's offensive, it's homophobic, I said, jings, and they obviously contacted the local MP, and the MP was for saying this is homophobic, and blah, 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 and they contacted the family, were offended by this, because of the, how they're fat, they're proud of their name, so... If you think about it, so this is what your money, your MP is doing over a blinking street sign. These two guys, now really, uh, no offence, and if you want it, if you, you choose to be gay, that's your choice. That's I, that's your opinion, that's the way you want to go. That's your call, it's your life. People want to be straight, that's their call, and so on. But really, I just find some of you, in the nicest possible way, I'm sure, as without saying this without offending people that you get some gays who are absolutely they'll just gay people and okay I'll actually quote so I'll actually David Coburn you can MEP for Scotland he's he's gay he's openly gay and he admits it but he stands for a guy he, he stands for a civil partnership and not gay marriage for example but that's and he's openly said that because he said I think there's no reason there's no need for at the time for gays to go across the road and pick a fight with the church simple fact and that's what he was saying so uh, but simply saying it's almost like the the mature person uh, who's gay will probably just be laughing at that and these younger people are just simply saying really or they're finding this offensive and it's almost like they're saying get a grip and I would say it's like there's a lot of these younger people are saying they'll do anything for a bit of publicity like recently I was on I was listening to I'm going to John Gaunt's podcast that he was saying that I think it was Birmingham where there was that area they paint the police painted their police car rainbow colours and because obviously to represent or to support the gay community or the gay police or whatever police people I don't know and really so the police are the police they're painting a police car rainbow colour just is that what your money is, is that what you're making really there's are you not there to fight crime and catch murderers and catch drug dealers and uh, and you're spending your money painting a, a bloody police car? Really? Come on. What? I mean, what is this? Is the world gone mad? Fine, support the gay community or support your people. But really, painting your the police car is a police car. It's there to deter crime. If you're, your police car is driving along and you, you obviously, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're not going to be speeding or you police cars behind you it's bad enough but you're driving a police car behind you don't you? you're like gluing your car at the speed limit you're like oh, like oh jing just in case they randomly stop you think they've done something but um, you know what I mean it's just you're, you're the police why are you painting your car like this to support James you can do it in other ways you don't have to paint your car it's just like, ludicrous it's silly absolutely silly 
So as is my building is daft. If you're paying your money, you're paying your taxpayers' money, is going toward funding the police or what they're meant to be doing, but they're painting a car rainbow colour to support. Yeah. We, I mean, support them, but fine. But you're there to catch crime. You're there to catch, and people are getting away with things. It's absolutely. It's anyway. This is my opinion. I think this is wrong. I think it's fine. Do other things to support them, but it's a police car. Come on. It's just a bit. There's things that just go a bit. This week, a bit too PC. I think PC and not PC plod, but politically correct. It's just daft waste of time and money. To be honest with you, I mean, you should be out catching um, criminals and people who are actually causing problems. But anyway, that's my opinion, and uh, maybe a little without being too controversial, without actually being offensive. We trying to keep it borderline, so don't offend anybody. Uh, so just uh, this is my opinion, but uh, if it, obviously, as I say. You don't like listening, and some people say, as uh, I'm not going to quote too many of these quotes, but if you don't like it, turn over, don't listen. But we're here to entertain, we want to try and entertain you, and it's good to have a bit controversial, good to have a bit of kind of topics that, um, yeah, we're going to get a little bit debatey, and it's good to talk about them. Not that we're, it's not to be homophobic, everyone has their own opinion, uh, some people think, yeah, are pro gay, though, they accept it, and yeah, I would say, I. If you leave them, leave the people, let leave people to their own devices. If they want to be that way, that's your choice. People want to be that way, that's your choice, and so on. You get my point. So I'm not going to rabble on anymore about that one. So um, I went off tracks. So I went obviously from the the, <laughs> the Alan Murray situation. Next one I'm going to go into, which is uh, being tweeting, mean, tweeting helps supporting actually John Gaunt uh, on Twitter, obviously getting Keith Vaz to actually, um, obviously the kangaroo court guy, basically to finally to retry this guy because of what's happened. And I'm going to read the story which is in the Guardian. I'll just read it so you entertain you guys. Basically, he's being tried for allegedly child sex crimes. So this is the reason maybe drinking my tea or something as he talk. So. uh in fact, what I'll do, I'm going to go to a, I'm going to talk about something very briefly, which would be very surprised, that the Chuka, yeah, Chuka, Chuka Chuka, is withdrawn from the leader's race for the Labour Party. I'm going to quote my, uh, where is he? My partner in crime, my broadcast partner, who's actually not with me, he's uh, down, uh, obviously, in his bed, probably. Um, he tweeted, <laughs> he tweeted, Chuka has chucked away his leadership bid, three days of scrutiny, and he quits. Basically, um, simple fact, you can't ha if you can't hack three days of scrutiny, well, that's it. You'll never make a leader because obviously, if you're a leader, you're going to go through a lot more scrutiny um, than anything else, to be honest with you. So, um, this is crazy. So, to be honest with you, well, he's obviously going to handle the pressure or something if he was elected as leader and he was got two, three, he got three days of scrutiny. So, oh, I can't handle it. I'm going to have to throw my the plan. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to quit. Sorry, I'm going to have to quit. I know, I can't handle this. So, he would be like, Crying, crying like a little baby. So, basically, is good. So, it's going to be, it's probably a vet Cooper, as in Mrs. Ed Balls. So, um, she will be making, well, let's just say, she will uh, be probably 
in the running for the, the Labour leadership, so depending on how that goes. So you can have, um, she could, uh, as Ed balls me the balls up, and she might just make another balls up, you just never know. Uh, and we're <laughs> can you say balls on the radio? Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, that's the, what was going to go back to, yes, I'm just waffling on a little bit here. I was going back to, yes, yes, a bit more serious here. Uh, Lord Janet, I'm going to read the story here. Controversial decision by the Crown Prosecution Service not to prosecute Lord Janner uh, of Bronstone over alleged history, historical child sex crimes or has been reviewed. A spokesman has said despite enough evidence to prosecute the 86-year-old Labour peer for 22 sex offences and Director of Public Prosecutions Alison Saunders la said last month he would, was too ill with dementia to stand trial. Now, in a statement on Friday, a CPS spokesman confirmed that the QC who has had no previous involvement with the decision that is carrying out to the review after the CPS victim's right to review scheme was set up to give com complain uh, complainants the ability to ask uh, prosecutors to review its decision. Usually when there has been a decision not to prosecute, the CPS has been asked to revoke this process in the case of Lord Janna and that the review is not taking Play, uh, is now taking place. Where the decision is made by the, the DPP, this review would normally be done by the CPS Appeals Unit. However, due to the unique circumstances surrounding this case, the CPS has instructed external counsel instead. The decision follows a public outcry and moves, uh, and moves by Janner's alleged victims to launch a judicial review of the CPS decision. Simon Danchuk and the Labour MP who called for Saunders to consider her position over the decision said the move prompts new questions which must be answered. I welcome this but I am worried about the CPS is commissioning a review after they have frankly got the whole episode wrong from the very beginning. I hope it is entirely independent on previous decisions by Saunders. So Alison Saunders, she should be fired. Should we get, get rid of her? <laughs> Um, so the, basically just to give you a rough idea General is uh, accused of carrying out a catalogue of abuse against young boys and more than a dozen people came around to claim he abused him during the 60s, 70s and 80s so basically this guy needs to be trialled whether he's got dementia or not uh, but they're saying he's got uh, um, I mean if he's able to sign to say keep his seat in the House of Lords and also make, get money signing his stuff, he can't be that bad when it comes to dementia, but I suppose we don't know that because uh, we actually physically see the guy but I still think he should be tried anyway in this stage and for the sake, I mean, I'm going to read further down um, so Saunders said, Janner Hugh has been charged with 22 sex offences against children um, had been fit to had been fit to stand he would, only, he would have been charged with 14 indecent assaults on a male under 16 between 69 and 88, uh, two indecent um, assaults between 84 and 88, four counts of uh, buggery of a male under 16 between 72 and 87, and two counts of buggery between 77 and 88. So this man is basically he's a, he's a child molester and he's getting away. So basically, as I say, you've got when it came to the B when it comes to the BBC and all this stuff that the like all the the rap. Um, wrap all these people all the kind of perverts and jam within the movies like Savile and all that and all these people like Lord Janner they happily turn a blind eye to these kind of people and they let get, get away with blue murder really uh, but not necessarily physically murder but certainly abuse to young young people and they're obviously they're coming starting to come forward 
a step up and I think this investigation should go away. I'm sure John Gaunt will probably agree with me if he was listening to this podcast. Um, I'm probably thinking this guy needs a lot of training. Yeah, <laughs> not bad. So, um, just to get off the serious subject, that's basically that. So, you know, Chuka Chuka is taking a step down from the leadership of the uh, of the Labour Party, which is not too bad. Uh, so, um, wow. So, UKIP. So, UKIP, basically, UKIP has recently been in a bit of a infighting, would you say, or a few disagreements. I think simple fact that after the election um, that... There has been a lot of MP, a lot of politicians or MPs. They have been letting off steam, and it has been a little frustrating. It was a tense. It was a very, let's just say, the election. We didn't know who would. Put it this way, the outcome was very surprising, and not people predicted that. Uh, predicted he, the the Tories to have a majority, and a simple fact is, I think a lot of people are letting off steam at the moment. I think Nigel Farage maybe. Would be a good. Obviously, he was going to resign the UKIP. He UKIP body basically wrote a letter and said, "No, you're staying." Simple fact. Uh, he is staying, but personally, I think, yeah. Why? Why didn't he just take a couple of weeks off? Take a three weeks, four weeks off, have a break. Uh, you've got Douglas Carswell. You've got a few other people. You've got people around you. Have a break. Let them run it. Things look after things for a little bit. See how they go. Come back refreshed and kick off again. Because at the moment he's one man. It's like it is pretty much almost like a one man band in a sense. He's running himself ragged. Plus trying to run his own business. Uh, personally, looking at him, he has put on a bit more weight. He's looking very tired. Uh, so personally, I think he should actually take time off to rest and maybe come back refreshed to, to kick off the the debate regarding the the decision for the European Union. Especially you've got coming up for the next well or next election will be the Scottish general election coming in next year so it's also things to do so uh, I think that's personally I think Douglas Carswell urges Farage I think he to take a break so I think he should uh, but it would do him no harm and actually do him a world of good so he just um, he just works seven days so he's not going to do himself health any good plus he's been suffering from that back pain after that crash in five years ago um, but anyway whatever you think of UKIP or don't and don't like or don't like UKIP, uh, maybe you think they're like Marmite, you love it or hate it, um, hate them, uh, that's under such your call, you may like the same decision with Labour and things and Tories, etc, etc. So, that's your kind of, um, uh, it's all kind of been a bit crazy recently. Um, I see what else has been happening in the news recently. So just to give you, a bit, as I say, the the Boston Marathon, he's been sentenced to death, which is good. So he's going to have this damn shuffle. Um, also recently, in the news it was uh, a teacher who's been a sixty-year-old teacher. I mean, he's been at a school uh, for a long forty years or something. Yeah, and, uh, she's been a headmistress, and she obviously an, an artistic pupil. And she was referred to special needs. Now, obviously, you know that special needs is the. I mean, you're not you're somebody with a disability. Obviously, it's a. And you call them special needs because they have a, a disability. And some and the dad of the parent, the dad, found it offensive. And she got suspended. And went through this whole trial for nothing, and money and court cases and legal fees and stresses. Somebody who's a decorated head teacher, called it just because they called somebody special needs. If somebody has a disability or has a learning difficulty or something, special needs is probably the right 
it's the most well what are, how is that offensive it's, they, they have special needs children within the place of the school and there's nothing wrong with that uh, but people can have special needs but can later on in life uh, later on come out of them and actually grow out the, the problem and become better you know what I mean so um, I'm just going to discuss I think people talk about things on Facebook recently and I got uh, people to comment on them uh, which is always good fun uh, to get to people's viewpoints oh do you know that the, the new just to, before I do that there's the <laughs> you've got um, the new extended trailer for the new Supergirl TV series it actually looks pretty damn good actually it's quite funny as well so that could be interesting to watch when it comes out um, recently they're scrapping the human rights law that's simply the, um, scrapping the human rights law for the UK is they're wanting to for the ones in the UK but they're wanting to scrap the European Union uh, one and start with just simply a British UK British one so it'd be, it means that we could have better rights to get rid of people like we had Abu Kutanza uh, that kind of the hate preachers not Abu Kutanza I have these hate preachers that come over you can simply say there's the plane there's the airport and uh, bye <laughs> You're coming back. One made ticket. <laughs> um, one made ticket to wherever Iceland, the South Pole. That's when you're going to stay. So, um, but yeah, but the fact is that, um, and also recently with these, uh, is, uh, well, just before I come to what I was going to talk about, they recently had the, the jihadi brides who went over to Syria to marry. Obviously, got married. Whether the the husbands were shot and killed. They've run away, they'll try ISIS or after them again. So the simple fact is that they want to come back. Should they be allowed back in the country? Uh, if you choose to leave the country to go in and, and be a part of terrorism, um, I think no, you should have your passport taken off you. You should be not allowed back in the country. You made your bed, you lie in it. It's tough, tough titties, really. Tough cookies, who cares? Your choice. Uh, why? But if there's people within this country who are inciting... Uh, terrorism for people to go and work, go on ISIS that should be stopped somehow, clamped down. But the simple fact is, if you tell the people if you want to go over there, this is what this is what's going to happen. You ain't coming back. Take you know, if you if there's people in this country who want to go and support ISIS, there's the airport. Fill the planes, take their passport off them, and they go. We'll drop you off. In fact, we'll give you a parachute. You can fly out the plane. We're not in London in case we get get the plane gets shot down. So uh, we'll drop you off and you ain't coming back. You make the choice, you ain't coming back. So I simply say to these people, if you are thinking about doing something, stop it, don't. Because if you want it, your simple question is you're taking, you're having a one-way ticket to either getting to these places um, to just marry or whatever, be with ISIS, support them. The chances are, however old you are, if you're young, the chances are you ain't going to see your next birthday. Uh, so you probably get your balls blown off or your ass shot off. Uh, but if, within the battle uh, in Syria, so it's your call, simple fact. Uh, anyway, where was I talking about? Uh, I put a thing on the scrapping human rights and comments. Somebody sort of, uh, I simply got some friends to comment on the, their maybe debates. It was a good to have a lot of debate of people uh, on Facebook and how they their views and stuff. So I'm going to read uh, their reviews for the podcast. Um, Oh, we drink a tea here. Um, so I posted a thing, obviously, I think it's scrapping human rights, good or bad. And Robert Malin said it was good. Now, this is going into the, I'm going to read the general thread. Lavinia Sinclair, uh, someone explained to me, <laughs> what, uh, okay, obviously people are asking. Um, somebody, someone explained to me that this is about going back to the original Human Rights Act where 
the final decision was made by UK Supreme Court rather than the European Court, uh, which is pretty much, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, George Lawrence uh, simply said, scrap it. Astrid Farragher, who lives in the United Arab Emirates, one of our United Arab Emirates listeners, um, how could this possibly be good, she asks. I say, and I actually reply to my own thread, I say scrapping this would mean that we'd have our own human rights act and not be run by Brussels, simple fact. Um, so, and a guy called Stevie Ramsey said, good, all the wrong people have far too many rights. Ashton Farragher, who are the wrong people to have human rights? Rapists, murderers, sex offenders, terrorists by Stevie Ramsey. And Esther, Pick- Esther Pickers Gill, uh, okay, plus suspected rapists, murderers, etc. But they, hey ho, um, they are probably guilty, yeah. Then, uh, was there, that was a bit of sarc- be a bit biting sarcasm. Uh, obviously, I'm reading my thread here. So, Catherine Edgerton Montgomery, my understanding of it is largely down to Article 8, the right to a family life. This has been used to decide that criminals, including terrorists, should not be removed from the UK because they have uh, families here and deporting them would uh, deprive them um, deprive them of their rights to a family life. On that point alone, um, good, but I don't think we should pick and choose these. Uh, there needs to be ch- uh, changes in the Act rather than the UK opting out. Um, Ellen Frey, Faye, I should say, it, was, it has to be the wrong approach and is feeling UKIP-driven. Once you start uh, chiselling away in, at human rights for specific reasons, you start to compromise the national nation's humanity for a change. Uh, who knows which other bits seemed inconvenient next? Jim Swift. Um, human rights are no, not being scrapped, so uh, the, prem- the premise is wrong. Where they are uh, adjudicated as being removed from Europe and given to our judiciary, who is independent of politicians. Um, a few replies to his, I said, didn't know that, obviously didn't know that. Uh, papers love a knee jerk for sensational headline. Got to sell papers, uh, obviously, which is true. They'll, they'll do anything. Uh, Robert Mellon basically said, Sturge, again, Sturgeon puts the rights of foreign terrorism, murders, rapists, and pedophiles ahead of the safety of the people of Scotland. That's disgusting. The woman only looking out for her, the fat fee for her lawyer's friends, which is very true, actually. Uh, I've got a it's, it's quite, quite an amazing thread here, actually. Um, but, so, uh, I think I'm not going to actually read all the replies because it's just a lot to go on. So, um, I've certainly had a good feedback from that post, which I posted, and it's great to get people's feedbacks, feedback and on these topics that are going on around the world at the moment, and especially in our own country. So, uh, there's my brief podcast on um, what's been happening in the world, um, what's going on, but also I'm hoping to line up a few interviews like soon, uh, I'm hopefully talk to somebody regarding mental health, um, talk to somebody uh, to email who's a, t- uh, who's a TV presenter on possibly QV- QVC, um, also somebody who does another podcast and interview them, 
So let me hopefully let a few potentials in the pipeline. So watch this space for listening to, um, yeah, listening to our show. Hope you enjoy it. To all our listeners in America, thank you. We thank you for your time. Thank you for the. Hopefully we entertain you. Learn a little bit of Scotland or a little bit of the UK or what you'd like to listen to. Because uh, we're just bonkers. Yeah. Give me. <laughs> I just not have a ticket. <laughs> yeah, okay. I gotta say, I haven't taken my medication yet. Man, yeah, so I can drink, drink my green tea here. So, anyway. um, No. <laughs> just to be a bit serious. I'm trying to be randomly bonkers. But, um, yeah, we hope you... Thank you to our listeners across the world. It's great. Wherever you may be, it's always fun. Knowing that we are getting plays from, like, America and Australia, New Zealand, United Arab Emirates, India. It's fantastic. It's great. It's uh, knowing that we are getting listened to. They're listening to our random crap. And it's, uh, so it's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> as I say. But it's... Uh, I love doing podcasts. It's great fun. You're just talking about random stuff and to what's going on around you and what's going on in the world. So, uh, as I say, it's all, all good fun. Uh, but as I say, if you want to be interviewed on our show, you'd like to be in contact with us, you don't like her, if you like her viewpoints, or you don't like her viewpoints, email us at hattrickandramsey at gmail.com. That's hattrickandramsey at gmail.com. Or uh, email, tweet us at hattrick with an N. Hattrick, then N, Ramsey. Um, or you can find us on Facebook as well. There's a, give us some feedback, it'd be great. Give us ratings on iTunes. Give us uh, uh, five gold stars or two gold stars or three, whatever you think. Or maybe give us none because you don't like us. But uh, who knows? But uh, great to, um, it's good to chat. I hope you have a good weekend, whatever you're up to. And uh, peace, love, and hugs. Stay hard, stay hungry. And until uh, next time, uh, we wish you all the best. And uh, we look forward to entertaining you and rocking the podcast world, baby. Smoking. Good night. And bye-bye now.